Welcome to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. This is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And if you're new to this podcast, you're new to Bible Studies for Life, I just want to say welcome. Glad that you're joining us for this podcast. Uh, We will podcast each week about one of the upcoming Bible studies. And we are jumping into a new study. It's uh, talking about fear. More specifically, we're talking about putting fear in its place. The reality is that we all deal with fear. Some of us do everything we can to run away from fear, to avoid those things that make us afraid. Uh, some people just sort of resign to it. But what we want to do as a result of this six-week study on fear is I want us to see that we can trust God and walk with him even in the midst of fear. So, Chris Johnson, thanks for being a part of this podcast. I am Chris Johnson. I'm co-host with Lynn for the podcast. And today we have Nick Pearson with person with us. Uh, Nick, good to see you. Lynn's going to do a better introduction than that. Yeah, Nick, I appreciate you being with us for this podcast. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here, guys. Always a pleasure. Enjoyed our last one we got to do together. So I'm excited to walk through and just examine fear a little bit more. So it's going to be exciting, I am sure. Yes, back in the summer, one of our studies, it's a, what we call a special focus study, it was around July 4th. Uh, Nick wrote that study for us. It was just one week, but it was such a good study that when it came time to this fear study, I thought I knew I'd wanted Nick to do, do something more than just one session. And so Nick has written this. Uh, but I know Nick also because he is the teaching pastor at New Vision Baptist Church right here in uh, the, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, Nick, you are a phenomenal preacher as well as a good writer. But I, I love to hear you preach, Thanks, man. Thanks. It's been it's been crazy. I've actually been here at New Vision for five years now. I'm celebrating my five year anniversary here and here in a couple of months I get to go on a study leave which fellas I've never done that before I'm like oh I'm gonna go learn and sit and rest a little bit what is what is this life and so I'm pretty excited about it but my family and I love being in Murfreesboro right outside love being in the heart of middle of Tennessee and so my wife's a teacher I have a eighth grade daughter, a seventh grade son and a second grade son and so never a dull moment and we did something that we have never done before all three of our kids played a sport at the exact same time oh um, yeah i'm still alive y'all i'm still alive <laughs> but the struggle was real and so we you know being a dad being a husband is is the best thing i get to do outside of being a, a child of the king but it's been a fun adventure this fall has been something wow. <laughs> to say the least so you, you've got to be it. you've got to be worn out on your saturdays and then turn around and preach on sundays so Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's never, it's not for the faint of heart to say the least. So, <laughs> well, listen, we are, uh, again, we're talking about uh, fear, putting fear in its place. And um, to the main point of our session today is we're talking about the fear of God. The fear of God gives us a good foundation to face all of other, other fears. So, uh, Nick, I don't know about you, but um, when I think about the fear of God, I think about discipline. A parent saying, I'm going to put the fear of God in you. <laughs> well, we, we should, it's, uh, because we are going to talk about putting fear in its place. But this first session is going to be different because we typically talk about fear being a bad thing, which it was just true. We, we should not be afraid. But there is one element of fear that we should have, and that's related to the fear of God, which is going to be our focus in this first session, the fear of God. It gives us the foundation for us to face all our other fears. But before we before we really get into the passage we're looking at, 
guys, we ought to define what we mean when we talk about the fear of God. What, what, what's the biblical understanding of, of the fear of God? Well, I think fear it just just is really understanding of who God is. This He's a holy God. He is set apart. Uh, he spoke things into existence, and I am not. And so it's this awe of this this God who is supreme, who gives me every breath and recognizing that. And there is this healthy awe and this fear of God because of who he is. It's not that I'm walking around afraid that every around every corner God is looking to smite me, but it's understanding that he could, but he chooses not to. Like the fact that a holy God chooses to give me grace makes me be in awe of him. And so I think the more we understand that awe and that healthy fear of God, the better we walk and the more I I think we um, worship him in spirit and in truth because we recognize who he is and what he does. And so I think you have to understand that as we walk with the king, right? To understand that, wow, he doesn't need me. Um, he can, he spoke things into existence and he, at any moment, if he chose to, could take me out, but he's not choosing to do that. He loves me. And so that just makes me walk in a posture that really is of awe and respect. I think those are good words. Um, I think that that sense of worship uh, is where we, we probably experience that that all. So if you've had a time uh, in a worship, uh, congregational worship experience or a large group group experience where you have sensed God working in a significant way that gives you a sense of, of what that feeling is, the reality is that there are, uh, there are individuals who've had in their walk with God have had that, that same type of uh, experience that worship experience where they have connected to God in a unique way where he has revealed himself to them through his word and um, or, or through other things where it just is a life-changing experience of being in his presence. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that as we get into Psalm 33, uh, this idea that there's fear when we stand in awe of him as our, as our creator. Let me pick up in verse six of Psalm 33. The the heavens were made by the word of the Lord and all the stars by the breadth of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into the storehouses. So let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. So, Chris, Nick, what are some things in God's creation that leaves you in awe of him? Anything in particular come to mind? Uh, The ocean does it for me. It's just that how vast it is to see that it it feels like it goes on and on forever. And at the same time, uh, it there is a uh, on a on a beautiful, calm day, there is a sense of tranquility and peace. Uh, that comes and being at the beach. So that, that, that's our favorite place to go. My wife just gets healing when she goes to the beach. So that that's where we experience the connection we have from a nature perspective. Denver, Colorado. And I remember looking at the skyscrapers and seeing the mountains behind the skyscrapers and they eclipsed these skyscrapers. And I felt so small. And I thought to myself, man, God made that. God spoke that, and you just go, "Woo, 
he is way bigger than I give him credit for. He is way bigger um, than I thought. And so those like being in like the presence of mountains. See, I thought I knew mountains in Tennessee, but then you go to Colorado and you're like, nope, I, <laughs> I didn't really know. I didn't really know mountains until I saw them. And, and also being in Utah and even New Mexico, like seeing the mountains and how amazing they are. Um, really just that's a glimpse through nature of just the awesomeness of God. For me, it's it's canyons, uh, not mountains. Uh, but when I stood on the rim of the Grand Canyon and just saw the Grand Canyon, just it just you've seen pictures of it, but it's different when I'm standing there. And it's, it's that same sense, Nick, of I feel small, but it's not just that I feel small. It just it screams the majesty of God. And I think when we see a, a passage like verses six through nine here in Psalm 33, that's something we can all kind of connect with. We, we look at the heavens, we look at the stars, we look at the ocean, and we're drawn to think about the majesty of God. And so that's when we stand in, in that healthy fear of God, when we realize he is our creator. Let me take us to verses 10 through 15. Uh, we talked about him, uh, our awe of him as creator, but there's also this idea that we're going to fear God when we surrender, when we willfully surrender to his plans as our Lord. Let me pick up a verse 10. The Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. So happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen to be his own possession. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone and he gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from his dwelling place. He forms the heart of them and he considers all their works. So I'm going to quote uh, Nick here. Uh, I, I loved what you wrote when you said uh, we can we can choose our way or we can choose God's way. And the reality is when there's a conflict between the two. Uh, it is always to our advantage to choose God's way instead of our own. And we've all learned that, Chris. Like, we all have seen that. We all have, you know, felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We know what God is calling us into, but yet we hold on so tightly to our own way. And then we do it our way, and it never yields what we wanted it to yield. And then we have this moment of going, God, you were right again. And God's like, yeah, I, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trustworthy. You can trust me, right? And his ways are higher. And here's the deal. I just think of his perspective. He has a much better perspective and he created everything. And so he knows better. Why wouldn't I trust him? But yet I sometimes will trust my limited vantage point to try to navigate and it never leads me to the destination I want. And so it is better to concede and go his way. Well, Nick, let's chase that for a minute. I mean, why is it hard for us to put God's plans above our own? I mean, because I agree. We I acknowledge you're exactly right. But we still mm. struggle with that sometimes. Mm. I think about it uh, for one, I think it's pride. I mean, I think pride always plays in, in the underbelly, right? It's always rearing its head in ways that we didn't think. And I think about it sometimes when I'm driving and my sweet, sweet helpmate of a wife is in the car with me and she'll say something to me like, Hey babe, I know we've been here before, but I feel like last time we went this way, it didn't work out well. We should go another way. She gives me a suggestion, right? She's trying to help me. But there's something inside of me because 
she's helping me and I don't want her help right then. I, I'm a man. I can drive. Like I, I, I know my direction, but yet I don't receive it because I almost think that by saying and conceding that I'm saying I am less than. But the truth of the matter is by conceding to wisdom is wisdom, right? By going, God, I know your ways are better than my ways. I don't lose anything by admitting that because you're God and I am not. You are high and I am not. His ways be my ways and I'm going to lose and reveal that I'm less than. But the truth of the matter is, everybody, we're not fooling anybody. (laughs) Nothing to lose, only to gain by acknowledging that God's ways are high. That's smart. And it goes right back to Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord, mm. beginning of wisdom. Mm. They go together. Yes. Let me take us into verses 18 through 22 of Psalm, of Psalm 33. Uh, we've talked about this idea of, of uh, we fear God as we humble ourselves before him. And then also we fear God when we depend on him as our shield and our provider. Psalmist said this, but look, the Lord keeps his eyes on those who fear him. Those who depend on his faithful love to rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield. For our help, our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. So may your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. The Lord keeps his eye on those who fear him, those who depend upon his faithful love. Great verse. Chris, why did that stand out so to you? Like, tell me, tell me what was it about that that like echoed when when I read it, when I read it, I just immediately wrote it down. It was like, you know, that that just encapsulates uh, what a healthy um, fear of God, a, a, a healthy um, reverential response to him um, is that um, just to know that he's looking out for us. The creator of the universe cares enough that he's his eyes on us. Uh, he is with us. He'll protect us and keep us in his care. Uh, those, those reminders, I think, are things that believers universally need to hear. And and I, I, I just believe these words will resonate uh, with those who are doing our Bible studies this week. And the power of what we've just read here in this psalm this idea that he is our shield, he's our, uh, as you said, Chris, looking at the fact that he's our creator, he's there for our benefit, he's our shield, he's our protector. Uh, the rest of the study almost is not needed if we if we just got this truth down. <laughs> what, do I, what do I have yeah. to be afraid of if I'm relying on the God, the powerful creator of the universe, and he's helping me? Well, I appreciate the fact that that um, the launch of this study is from from a psalm. Uh, I I think these poetic words uh, give expression uh, to some things that uh, maybe we don't always see or get when our um, our thoughts or our sermons are more of a uh, f- just giving facts or giving information. Something about the poetry dynamic um, and and reminding people from from creation to every part. Of, of our existence, that God is with us. He loves us. He cares for us. He watches over us. He keeps us. Um, uh, it's just, these are just beautiful words. They are. But as you, as you wrap up looking at Psalm 33, there's another thing I want you to do, and that is to ask yourself, okay, I like Psalm 33. What am I going to do with it? Take some time to think about how you're going to apply this to your life. 
in the last page of uh, whatever personal study guide you're using, there's a section Nick wrote called Live It Out. And Nick has given us some very practical, three practical ways we could live out this truth that the fear of God gives us that foundation to face all our other fears. Uh, in particular, I like this one where, uh, Nick, you, uh, this reminder to memorize. Uh, you mentioned, uh, well, Psalm one, uh, Proverbs 1.7, uh, that I've already read, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 3, 7 is another good one to memorize. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Uh, there's some great tips there. If they, okay, how do I live this out in my daily life? Take some time to look at those, ponder those, and consider what God wants to do in your life with this study. Nick, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate you writing. You're going to be back with us in a few weeks uh, when we talk about the session that we, we will be dealing with for uh, Christmas Day. And uh, just love you, man. Appreciate your writing and taking the time to be with us and to, to share your heart as we talk about the fear of God and, and the impact and the significance of that in our lives. Thanks, guys. Always honored to be a part of it. Okay. And we're thankful you all joined us for this podcast and we will see you in our next episode.